And when you're alone, there's a very good chance you'll meet things that scare you right out of your pants. There are some down the road between hither and yon that can scare you so much you won't want to go on. But on you will go, though the weather be foul. On you will go, though your enemies prowl. On you will go, though the hackin' cracks howl. Onward up many a frightening creek, though your arms may get sore and your sneakers may leak. On and on you will hike, and I know you'll hike far and face up to your problems, whatever they are. You'll get mixed up, of course, as you already know. You'll get mixed up with many strange birds as you go. So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. Just never forget to be dexterous and deft, and never mix up your right foot with your left. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and 3 quarters percent guaranteed. Kid, you'll move mountains. So, be your name Buxbaum or Bixby or Bray, or Mordecai Ali Van Allen O'Shea, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So, get on your way. All right, children are dismissed to Junior Church to go talk about all the places that they will go. The adventures of life, whether to or fro. Now, I just feel like everything rhymes when you listen to Dr. Seuss' book. Oh, the places you'll go. Jennifer Sherman's favorite Dr. Seuss book. Woo, she didn't know we were doing this today. Uh, this is an interesting read, and I thought... Well, I talked with Rachel. She's back at doing junior church today, but she's my Seussian consultant because she loves, loves, loves Dr. Seuss. And each week we pick out the book and we read it together and we go, we write down all the different applications and themes. And last week was pretty easy, right? Anybody remember the pale green pants with nobody inside them? Fear. Joyce, you'll have to watch the, the Troy View Church uh, uh, on YouTube, but... We talked about floating pants that this guy was scared of, this creature. And the theme was easy. Fear, right? Fear. We all deal with fear. And so Rachel and I were going through this. This week's a little different. And we're like, man, there are so many different themes. What in the world? How am I supposed to focus? It's like a you know, shotgun. Just everything in life. And we decided, you know what? That's what life is. Life is all these different adventures, all these different seasons, all these different things happening to us, uh, the journey that we go through, and so that's what we are going to talk about today, Be just the whole um, journey of life, because life is an adventure, and as we're going through this book, as we're going reading um, some scripture this morning, don't just think about this as a kid's book. As, as we talk about this, think about your relationships, your finances, your job, um, your career, your growing up maybe if you're younger here, your uh, raising kids, raising grandkids. Think about your health. Think about your retirement. Think about all the different aspects of your life as you go on your journey, just like this guy, this, I guess it's supposed to be you. I said, what's the name of this creature, character, Rachel? He doesn't have a name because it's representing you. This is representing you and all your uh, adventures in life. So turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You might have an idea where we're going this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 in all the different seasons. Ecclesiastes, it's uh, almost, if you open your Bible, it's probably just about halfway through. 
Proverbs, uh, Psalm. Go past Psalms and Proverbs and you hit Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is kind of going to be our main scripture today that really encompasses this book. And Solomon, he had the wisdom to write about all the different seasons of life way before Dr. Seuss, thousands of years before Dr. Seuss. Um, so let's take a look here. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 and I hope that you are encouraged on your journey. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? Verse 10. I have seen the burden God has placed on all of us, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded, Solomon says, there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruit of their labor for these are gifts from God. We're going to stop there. So true, isn't it? All these different seasons of life. And I just want you to listen to this other part. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, but from the International Children's Bible. It's going to be a little different than yours. But I thought this was so good the way they phrased it. So there's ups and downs, right? So the International Children's Bible in Ecclesiastes 9 says these words. Both good and bad things happen to Everyone. They happen to those who are fair and to those who are wicked. They happen to those who are good and to those who are evil. They happen to those who sacrifice and to those who do not. They happen to those who... Uh, the same things happen to a good person as happen to a sinner. The same things happen to a person who makes promises to God as one who does not. Sometimes people say, oh, but I'm a Christian. God, if you're there, how come all these bad things are happening? And the truth is that the rain falls on the righteous and the wicked. Because we live in a sin-sick, fallen world, everybody is going to have seasons of ups and downs in their life. That's what we're on today. If you have your little bulletin insert, you can write this first thought down. Life is an adventure with many different seasons. You may have guessed. Life is an adventure. Some of us, uh, our lives are a lot more adventurous than others. But life is an adventure for everybody, and it encompasses all the many different types of seasons. Many, many different types of seasons um, for everybody on the planet. No matter your age, no matter your gender, no matter your ethnicity, uh, your level of college or education or income or whatever, all across the planet, no matter if you follow Jesus or not, this is just a truth. The truth, God's truth, is that every single person goes through all kinds of different seasons in their life. Let's just look at a few. Now you may, if you were listening well to the book uh, on video, you will have seen things. But here's what I want to do. 
I'm just going to go through this real quick. Congratulations, today is your day, off to great places, off and away. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but so he's off on an adventure. He's off on an adventure. Uh, he's excited. Anybody ever have a season where you're excited for what's to come? You're in awe, you're in wonder, you're exploring. You got brains, you got feet, you can go do stuff and you can think. Uh, some places you don't want to go there. We talked about temptation a few weeks ago. Some places are just dark. You want to head straight out of town. You're on your way. He says, when things start to happen, don't worry, don't stew. Just go right along. You'll start happening too. We have different seasons where sometimes things happen. Sometimes things go your way. Guess what? Other times things really do not go your way. And sometimes it can be a long season of things just not going your way. Oh, look at this. Flying to great heights. You ever have a season where like just things are going up and, and everything's, I don't want to say perfect, but you know, maybe uh, college is great or, or you're having a great time as a young person. Uh, you know, you're finding that spouse and experiencing, going to all these restaurants and you're traveling and you found this career you love and you know, uh, things are just up, 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 up. Things in your life are going great and you're on top of the world, except when they don't. <laughs> because sometimes they won't. And I heard a couple of people chuckling because that's true. Sometimes things in life are great. And then anybody ever see, have a season in your life where things just stink? I'm still in it. <laughs> still in it. Things just go wrong. Everything just doesn't go your way. There's bang ups and hang ups, prickly perch. You're in a lurch. Anybody ever have a season where you're in a lurch? You're in a slump. There's disappointment. There's frustration. There's pain. There's sickness. There's death. There's uh, sorrow. You know, your mail gets lost. The package gets lost. And you're, you fail the test. There's failure. You know, you have a fight with your special someone or you get fired. We just go in all kinds of slumps. We feel like we're in a lurch. Sometimes you're confused, right? Do you ever have a season of confusion? He's in, he doesn't know where to go. I guess this is us. We're confused, right? We don't know which decision to make. We're in this season where we could go this way or that way. There's a fork in the road. What do I do, God? What's the best choice? What's your will for my life? What do you want me to do? You ever in that season where you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what relationship to be in or who to... Uh, marry or what job to have or what college degree to pursue I'm in that season it's just confusing there's just so many choices sometimes you're in the waiting season <laughs> anybody ever in the waiting season anybody in the waiting season right now you're just waiting you're, you're waiting for the doctor uh, to tell you what medications to take or what surgery to do you're, you're waiting to see the results you're waiting for this thing to happen. You're waiting for um, some sort of news. You're waiting for the Russia-Ukraine war to be over. You're waiting for Jesus to come back. You're waiting for these different things in your life. You're waiting in lines, not only that, but you know, you're waiting in your heart. Waiting for the kids to grow up. Waiting for uh, them to get their license and get a job. And sometimes, Rachel mentioned this week, she said, if you're always just looking forward to the next thing, too much. You're not in the present. And so don't look so forward to the future that you miss out on the present. Judy, I think i got a hot mic. Can you turn me down just a little bit? Rachel sometimes wants to mute me, but we won't go that far. 
Sometimes life is extravagant. Sometimes things continue to go your way and you score the magic goal or you, you score the goal. Or you do this great thing. You got, you're up on a high again and life is going your way and you get the job and you get the spouse and you get the money and you get the, you know, I don't want to say win the lottery because I don't want to encourage you to play the lottery, but you, uh, you invest a lot in your Roth IRA. Let's go that way. And, you know, you've got some savings in the bank, except when you don't, because sometimes you won't and sometimes you make an investment and it goes bust and goes boom. And that person that you thought you're going to be with forever, they leave you or cheat on you. That money that you um, had tucked away, inflation, and the savings rate goes down, and you get an emergency, and your tire blows, and you have to pay for all this stuff. And sometimes life just does not go your way. Anybody have scary seasons? We talked about this last week. Times of, of fearfulness, times when you don't know. It's the fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. And you're scared, and you're nervous. And you're like, God, what are you doing in my life right now? I'm in this season where I just don't know. And I'm fearful of what's going to happen to me. I'm fearful of my health. I'm fearful for my spouse. I'm fearful for my job or my college. Or that I'm going to you know, lose my house if I can't pay the bills. Fearful for my kids growing up. What are they going to be like? And there's all these different, he calls them, hacking cracks. All the hacking cracks are howling in your life. All these fears are jumping up and, and scaring you. And, you know, you're trying to raise your kids and the world is crazy and all these different things are trying to get into their life and all these different fears. We talked about that last week. But whatever you're afraid of in your life, it just seems like it's there and just surrounding you, drowning out everything else. Oh, I like this. He says... Uh, and I know you'll hike far and face up to your problems, whatever they are. Sometimes, hopefully, we have seasons as an adult where we face up to our problems. And we take responsibility for ourselves. A lot of young people growing up, well, adults too, there's this um, thing where it's everybody else's fault, right? And we get to blame them and it, blame the president and blame uh, the teacher and blame the boss and blame the spouse and blame the kids and whoever. Blame the pastor, why not? We have all these different things in our life where we just need to face up to our problems. Just take responsibility for our actions. We live in a world where, gosh, people need to step up and take responsibility. We need to be, um, to own our choices. To own our choices and to um, accept what comes, the consequences that come with our choices, and to seek to. Um, you know, mend our choices. We make bad decisions. We've got to face up to our problems. What would the world be like if everybody took responsibility for themselves, for themselves and faced their own problems? You get mixed up. Some strange birds with some strange birds around you. Anybody have a strange people in your life? Anybody married to somebody strange? You don't got to point or poke elbows. They're strange people, but you know what? We navigate that. And... Um, Sometimes the strange people are the most interesting. Sometimes those strange people are us. If you don't know any strange people, you probably are that strange person, by the way. Life's a great balancing act. Boy, isn't that true? Life's a great balancing act. So will you succeed? Oh, yes, you will. 98 and three quarters percent guaranteed. Kid, you move mountains. Your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. Will you get on your way of living the great adventure of life? 
And what does this guy do? Through all the ups and downs, perseveres. I know we all have seasons where things are great, and then things stink. And then things are great, and then things stink. And some things are great, while some things stink at the same time. Sometimes it seems like it's all at the same time that the bad things happen. But he perseveres. We must persevere in our good times and through our bad. The troubles that we face in this life, the hard times. Sometimes life will be amazing. But then, like this, sometimes life will be really lonely. It says, um, I skipped that page a little bit, but he gets lonely. And sometimes uh, he's playing against himself. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy, aren't we? And we kind of do things to hurt ourselves in our life and screw things up. But we persevere through it all. Sometimes we have busy seasons. Busy, 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 busy. All these things happening at once with the kids and taking them places. That's kind of the season that I'm in right now. It's just nuts. I, I hardly ever get a moment to myself. Rachel could tell you, you know, she, uh, she can't remember the last time she had got to finish a conversation <laughs> without a million different interruptions. And she hardly gets any time to herself except when I take him out on daddy times. Like, take a break, Rachel. Sometimes life is just busy, 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 busy. And then other times, just waiting, waiting, waiting. Still, quiet, alone. I wish I had something to do. I wish somebody would call me to hang out, to go out for coffee or lunch. I wish somebody would come over, just kind of waiting, bored, alone, loneliness, isolation, depression, all kinds of seasons in our life. But there is hope. There is hope for this guy and hope in our lives in the darkness. And that hope is who? Jesus. Jesus. Hey, you know my favorite answer. You know the church answer. Jesus. There is hope in your darkness, even if you are in a really, 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 really difficult season right now. If you're in a high, the low is coming. You know, just wait for it. Or they say, if, if everything's going your way, just wait. <laughs> Something will go wrong eventually, either right now or in the future. I don't mean that to, uh, to say that to depress you, but that's how life is. There's ups and downs all throughout life, but there is hope even in your down times because no matter what season of life you're in right now, never, ever, ever, ever forget that God is still God. He won't ever quit being God. And God is still good even when your life is the worst. Even when your life is the pits. Even when things are so difficult and so hard and you're in that slump. And unslumping is really hard to do, he says. That God is still God. God is still good when you are in the midst of your slump or health crisis or fired or relationship conflict or financial uh, difficulty. Whatever it is, God has plans for your life. Like Jeremiah says, he has. And there is this hope coming. The hope uh, that cannot be stopped. God's coming kingdom. Sinless, perfect world. That is our hope. That is what we long for. When there will only be ups and never downs. When there will be no more sickness or sorrow or pain or suffering or death. That hope that we have is coming. It's called the kingdom of God. 
And it's our great and glorious hope and nothing could ever, 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 ever separate us from that coming and from um, God's love. I'm going to read a, a few verses here. You don't have to turn to them all, but it's in your notes. Romans 8. I just want to read this real quick about God's love. I just thought this was too powerful not to share today. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? We're going through that hard time or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Does it mean that God and Jesus no longer love us? No. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Despite all those hardships in your life and mine. Overwhelming victory is ours. Praise God, hallelujah, for that. He says, I, Paul says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Even if you feel a world apart. Even if you go, why God is these things happening in my life? Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever, ever, ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Cling on to those words today. Cling on to that hope that nothing that you go through in your adventure in life, the ups and the downs, can ever separate you from God's love. I said, Rachel, what could I use for visual illustration this week? She said, how about the game of life, Dan? Anybody ever play the game of life? Anybody have enough hardships in life that you're like, I don't want to play that game. I live that game, right? Rachel told me something interesting this week. She said when she was a kid and she got out, you know, the, the, the game piece, the marker, that she, it's got six little pins there if you played the game of life. And as you go around the game board, as you go around this game board, with your piece, you can collect pins and you, know, you get married, you have kids. She said she always played with six pins, uh, a husband and two girls and two boys. Take that for what you will. I thought that was interesting. So here we are in the game of life. And I want you to know that nothing, nothing could ever separate us, ever separate you from God's love. Even as you go throughout the game of life. And you get on a roll. Oh, spring break in Florida. Pay $5,000, right? We know about that. Okay. Um, we'll be there soon. College career choice. Payday's great. But then, you know, over here, here's a snowboarding accident. Ooh, pay $5,000. Hate when that happens. Engagement party. Elope. Get married, right? Or maybe you get divorced. Car accident. Here's this. Um, oh, you win the lottery. But then you lose your job in the next space. Buy a flat screen TV. Oh, you got a baby boy, right? So you just, we all go through this game of life encountering so many different things and each person's life is different. Lose your job, take a new career card, right? Lawsuit, sue another player for $100,000. That happens sometimes. Visit the Grand Canyon. Yeah, lots of adventures. All the places you'll go. Uh, but uh-oh, we've got taxes due. Oh no, and the kid breaks a bone. Uh, you buy an SUV, car accident, right? You love your job, 
Oh, but then um, you get another lawsuit. <laughs> That's the game of life, right? Oh, you buy a lakeside cabin, you have another kid. What else? But then the tornado hits your house. That happened to me a few years ago when I went through Troy. Tore off part of our roof. That is how life goes. Yeah, this is a newer one. This is a newer one. You bought way too much insurance. Nancy wants to be prepared. But see, we buy the insurance because we know that the hard times will come. Disasters will come. In your life, you will have ups and downs. You will have highs and lows. And your journey on your adventure, we all know it if you've lived for a few minutes on this planet, that sometimes life goes your way. And then you move to the next space, and oh, this stinks. Disappointment, discouragement, despair, destruction, frustration, pain, sickness, sorrow, car accident, death. Life, for all of us, is up and down. That's what this journey of the book is. And um, that's what life is. But through it all, through every single part of your life, God does not leave you. He never forsakes you when you have your bad times and you feel like, does he even care? Where is he? He is right there beside you. Right there beside you. I love the, the word in the Greek, parakaleo. It means walking alongside you. This is what God and His Spirit does, His power in our lives, walking alongside us through it all. He's there. God and Jesus are there. Even when you don't feel them, even when you feel a world away from God and Jesus, even when you haven't prayed for a while, haven't read Scripture for a while, you feel kind of distant. God's still there. It's like those footprints in the sand, you know. Oh, there was only one set of footprints because God was carrying me, right? That classic poem. God is with you even when you don't feel Him. He's next to you. He always loves guiding and protecting, showing love and encouragement and giving you hope and joy and peace that transcends all the hardships in our life. We all go through hard times. If somebody says to you that life isn't hard, life hasn't been hard, it's easy street for them, they're lying. Or they're not paying attention. Because <laughs> we all go through that journey. So I don't know, you know, maybe you don't have to shout it out, but just think about what season are you in right now? Retirement, having kids, trying to find a job, trying to get started, raising those kids, chasing them around, a little stinkers, um, dealing with your grandkids, working hard. Ups and downs, your boss, your, your spouse, your relationships, your kids, your, your finances, your neighbors, your car problems. It's ups and downs. The journey of life. What season are you in? And I want to uh, challenge you. Will you keep persevering? Will you keep going? Will you keep trusting in God and Jesus that they still love you, that they still care about you, that they're still with you, alongside you through it all? Will you keep trusting? Even when you're in a big slump. So, here's my rhyme for this week. Last Dr. Seuss rhyme for October, okay? You ready? You've been waiting for this all week. You're excited. What's Dan going to rhyme this week? I don't know. We've got to get there early. I've got to see the bulletin notes. No. I'm just trying to make it a little fun. All right, so here we go. Life is an adventure with many different seasons. So let God work through you 
for his many different reasons. Oh, nailed it. Boom. Cha-ching. All right. Let God work through you for his many different reasons. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12 once you're done writing it. Romans chapter 12. And this is such... I was reading this uh, passage this week. And I was going, oh, you know, maybe I'll do Romans uh, verse 1 and verse 2. Uh, verse 3 is really good. Uh, verse 4. Yeah, I'll include verse 5 and 6 and 7 and 8. And nine. I'm just going to read the whole chapter for you, okay? No matter what season you're in, as we read this, just keep in mind that God wants to work through you. He works in you and through you, no matter what you're going through in life. That's His calling for every Christian to uh, glorify God. For our good and for the good of those around us. So here we go. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And this is... Oh, I love this passage. Rachel's favorite. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God uh, because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Verse 3, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, the church. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Verse 9, don't just pretend to love others. Really, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Verse 15. Be happy with those who are happy. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That's how God wants to work through you. All those many different ways.
Because life isn't just for you. You don't have all these things. You weren't given all these gifts, talents, abilities, money, relationships for me, myself, and I. God blesses us with these things and like a cup overflowing with His blessing, then we overflow and we bless the people around us. We love God and we love other people. That's the Christian MO. Love God, love other people. That's what God has called us to do. God wants to do great and amazing things through you on your adventure, on your journey in life, wherever you go. Will you let Him use you for that? To serve and love the people around you. Will you keep your focus on God? I love, uh, Rachel mentioned Nehemiah to me this week. He's up there, if you've read the book of Nehemiah in the Bible, not in this book. If you read the book of Nehemiah, he says, uh, what's he say, Chris? I'm up here, don't stop me. I'm doing God's work. I should have looked it up. Nehemiah says what? Shout it out. I need some help. Nobody? Okay. I can't come down from building the wall, Nehemiah says. I can't come down. I'm focusing on what God has me to do. Don't bother me, kid. I can't come down. Sometimes in our life, um, there's so many distractions. And we need to keep our focus on what God has called us to do. Like Nehemiah kept his focus. That's another one, not in your notes, but uh, one, a good one for focus this week. We've got to put in the effort. Put in the work. Don't just laze around, right? There are times for resting, and then there's times to get to work. Most of the time, the rest of the time. In, uh, in that section of Romans, Paul says, don't be lazy. So easy in our world of entertainment. Entertainment, you know, on, the, on every screen, it's just begging us to sit there and watch it. Don't be lazy. Okay, watch the game, and then move on, and then go do something productive. Go serve and love and give to other people. Don't be lazy. Like Dr. Seuss says, we've been given feet and brains. I heard Elaine laughing. We've been given feet and brains when he read that. We've got feet. God gave us feet. So go do something with them. Walk somewhere. Love somebody. Serve somebody. Give to somebody. And God gave us brains to think and ponder the things of life and to uh, think about all the different many ways that we can love and serve and give and comfort other people. Even when life is hard, even when life is scary and challenging, God still gave us feet and brains to go and do the work that He's called us to do. And then we can and will move mountains, metaphorically, as God works in us and through us to do great and amazing things. I want to close with this powerful verse from Paul. You can turn with me if you want. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. This is our last verse for today. And the last verse you'll hear from me for a while. Uh, second, I'll be back in uh, March or April. Did you say Elaine? Elaine told me to take a sabbatical. She said, go have fun, Dan. Elaine, you're fired. Go rest. <laughs> I'll see you in 2024. All right. <laughs> second Corinthians chapter 1. This powerful verse from Paul. We all have the ups and downs of life, okay? But what will you do with the difficulties that you have in life is a question. Will you just whine and complain and throw me a pity party, right? I don't like this thing that's happening to me. You sound like a four-year-old, okay? Mara, no, it's good. She's back in the audience. All right, Mara's back. Uh, We can whine and complain, the congregation. 
We can whine and complain about all the difficult things that happen in our life. Or we can take those hardships and use them. Use them for God's glory and the good of other people around us. Don't let a hard thing go to waste in your life. So here's what Paul writes. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Remember that life is bigger than ourselves. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can enjoy that comfort and hoard it for ourselves and not comfort anybody else, right? No. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others as they go through the same things, hardships. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Verse 5, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God has given us. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the troubles we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. Anybody ever been there? Crushed and overwhelmed beyond your ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. Verse 9, in fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. If he can do that, he can do anything else, right? Verse 10, and he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. Have you placed your confidence in God Jesus? And he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. We're going to sing our last song. And I'll leave you with this question. So no matter what you encounter in all the places that you go, the highs and the lows, the disappointment and the uh, excitement and all, all the fun things and all the sad things, and the waiting and the busyness and whatever season you're in right now, changing a bunch of dirty diapers or watching your hair grow, he says. Right? No matter what you encounter in all the places you'll go, will you keep fighting the good fight? Will you keep the faith in your good times and your bad? Will you keep loving God and Jesus and loving and serving the people around you until the day that our Savior comes back? I hope and pray that you do, that you will join us on this adventure that we call life because Jesus is coming back. And we want to hear him say, "Good and faith- well done, good and faithful servant. Don't you? We want to live our lives to glorify God and for the good of other people because his coming back, like it says at the end of this book, I'll just change it a little bit, to Jesus coming back is 100% guaranteed. Trust in Him and that hope that we have. Would you sing with us, stand and sing our last song as we give praises to our Savior. See how this works. We didn't talk to Dan about this, so the last song is so come.
Father, you are almighty, all-powerful, creator of all things. You have made us, and even when we sinned against you and rebelled against you, separated ourselves from you, you have made a way for us to be saved, and his name is Jesus. So God, as we wait for Jesus to return and make all the sad things come untrue, to give us no more sorrow, no more tears, no more crying, no more suffering, no more death. And as we wait for you, I pray that you would do great and mighty things through us on our journey that we call life. That you would empower us by your strength, your spirit, your wisdom to move mountains. And this week as we go from our church building to the world, help us to be the church to everybody around us. And to help them know the hope and joy and eternal love and peace that you give to us through your son Jesus. It transcends all the difficult things in this world. Help us to know and internalize no matter what hardships we go through. You are still God. You are still good. And you are still making a way for us to be saved and have eternal life in your kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Trogview Church, we thank God most of all for who? Amen. Daddy, do you know where mommy is? Where'd you put her? I didn't put her Where'd you put mommy? Where'd you put her? Where's mommy? Where'd you put mommy? Where's Where'd you put her? Did you put her outside in the playground? Oh! Are you tripping your kids? Yes. Danny. Listen. <laughs>